Blog Talk Radio. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today, we have them from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Coach, now going forward after coach the women's team for so long. 
Well, I, I mean, I think it's really a, a blessing uh, that I'm in a place where I was valued and, and appreciated enough that they wanted me to stay. And um, that it was a place that we wanted to stay as well. You know, we felt good about as um, a family. And um, so uh, very happy raising our kids here. Um, we've <clears throat> my, my children were born in Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, when my wife and I coached there, we lived at uh, Waco, Texas, when I coached at Baylor, Raleigh, North Carolina. But for them, they really remember being in Maine. So we've been here for a little over seven years. And so for most of their, uh, you know, kind of, uh, childhood, they, they kind of consider themselves Mainers. So it's great for us that we can stay in a, a place where, um, you know, we feel like we're appreciated, we're, we're loved, we love the place, and just a lot of good people here, just like everywhere else. So, Coach, you know, moving, making that transition uh, from the women's game to the men's game, what do you feel is the biggest adjustment uh, as, as you come in to uh, – to making that switch? Is it going to be on court, off court, a combination of both? Where do you see, um, you know, maybe running into some, some issues as far as making that transition? Well, I hope, I hope it's a pretty smooth one. Um, but you know, I, I think we'll just have to figure those out when they come. I, I've found that so far, you know, coaching the guys, uh, and I've coached men before, uh, obviously I am one, so it's not that big an adjustment. Um, and, I think coaching is coaching. I really do. And so in the time that we've had on the court uh, and the recruiting that we've done, uh, I haven't really noticed much of a difference. But I think the biggest thing for me personally will be kind of adjusting to the speed of the game and just in terms of how I'm evaluating talent, um, you know, making those sort of uh, relative comparisons. I mean, it's really easy to go and watch somebody and say, okay, they're good. Um, it's very difficult to watch somebody and say they're better than someone else. That's uh, those kind of gray areas are often where you can really make a difference as a coach, and and I think that's something that's going to take a little bit of time to adjust it. And uh, coach, uh, in your in your recruiting and roster building playing or outlook here, are you going to be more of a high school freshman type, JUCO, grad transfer, or international? Even if you want to go that route. Yeah, we've, we've brought in a lot of international players this year. We have seven new players coming in to the team, and we felt like we wanted to balance out classes. So we have um, we have a junior college player who was a four-year kid, uh, went 4-2-4, and we have a four-year uh, transfer from Texas State who will be sitting out for a year. Then we have three international qualifiers who played one year of junior college. So they all have three years of immediate eligibility. And then we have two uh, freshmen. One is a 6'9 kid from Canada, from Toronto, who did a prep school year here in Maine. The other is Mr. Basketball from the state of Maine and Gatorade Player of the Year here. So we've, we've got some uh, a lot of international flavor, um, but we've spread it out in the classes, and all of them have played in the states and many of them in Maine. So um, we'll always look at, you know, close to home for players, but Maine's not a place where we're probably going to be able to fill our entire roster and I've had success on the women's side recruiting internationally. Um, you know, we're not a, we're not like it was when I was in Texas. Uh, you know, there was so much talent in Texas uh, that everybody could eat down there. Uh, you had a lot of Division One schools. Even in North Carolina, there were 17 Division One schools. We're the only Division One school up here in Maine, and so it's gonna um, we're gonna have to spread out a little bit more. Uh, we'll look at Canada, we'll look internationally, and we'll certainly uh, focus on New England too. 
Now, Coach, when the team gets on the court, what is it that you want people to notice when they watch your team play this season and beyond? Um, what are some of the things that you want spectators to take away after watching you in action? Um, what are you going to, you know, kind of uh, impress upon your team uh, to, when, you know, to, to represent the school when they go out there on a nightly basis? Sure. Well, I mean, first of all, we want to recruit high character kids who are good students and who are involved in the community. And so we'll, we hope that uh, there's a sense of connection between the players and the crowd, you know, the fans. And that when they're, they're watching them play, they feel like they know the players that are out there. That's for our second. I think we want, um, we want to be fundamentally sound. We want to play uh, a game that's, that's pretty to watch. You know, we uh, nice aesthetics. We, uh, tend not to dribble the ball a lot. We're the antithesis of uh, the kind of dribble-drive offense. Um, we're a team that's going to score off the ball a lot, a lot of screening. Uh, the ball needs to be a little more quiet, uh, play with five people instead of one. And defensively, we uh, do a lot of different things. Play some man, we'll do some matchup zone. Um, but, again, we're trying to be fundamentally sound and help our kids make good decisions. So hopefully our crowd, our fans, can appreciate the, the quality of basketball that we play and the decision-making that we um, execute on the floor. Well, we have Richard Barron of the Maine Black Bears with John and myself here on the Boss Man Show. Now, Coach, uh, in the time you've had on court with the guys in the spring and ability to get on the court with the guys for four hours a week during the, during the summertime here, with, for up to two hours a week, which is a good thing, how do you go about implementing your schemes on court and also the relationships with the guys off the court so you all can be a cohesive unit come the fall time when practice kicks off there? Yeah, well, we're going to take advantage of the uh, opportunity to go overseas. Uh, it's actually we'll be going over the Gulf. We'll go down to Costa Rica and play. So that will give us some extra practice time in August and the chance to play some um, international teams down there. And uh, I think that will give us a big head start on that. Um, so that's first. Uh, I think I think you're constantly adjusting. You know, uh, we don't want to be so rigid that uh, you know we can't figure out the best way for our guys to play and to take advantage of the skill sets that they have. At the same time, I think you have to give them enough framework. Um, you know that it's not just a hot hodgepodge. There's got to be some, some consistency in what you expect every day. So um, we take our offense and defense. Uh, we kind of teach big concepts first. We break things down into. Um, smaller pieces, whether it's one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three sort of actions, um, both offensively and defensively, and um, then build it back up again. So that's kind of the way we teach. Uh, we do that on a daily basis. Um, there needs to be time every day for fundamentals. You know, it's a lot like, uh, you know, baseball. You know, you, you've got to practice hitting. you got to get in the cage and swing the bat. You know, same thing for uh, basketball. we got to get in the gym and shoot. Um, and there's no substitute for practice. So we got to get out there and, and get reps. We just got to do it in a way that doesn't, uh, you know, overwhelm our, ourselves and uh, physically. I think we've learned so much about um, the human body. And back in a few, you know, few younger years ago, I was running marathons, and I learned a lot about the value of rest. And I, I think that's important uh, basketball-wise, too. And certainly we're learning a lot from um, elite-level athletes in, in terms of how they compete and the value of rest. So we we have to make sure that we teach in ways outside just five-on-five practice. So if it's film, um, you know, walkthroughs, things like that, where we can explain things that can sink in without wearing uh, the body completely down. 
So, Coach, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, scheduling, uh, specifically non-conference yeah. scheduling. How do you foresee yourself going about that aspect of the job? Are you going to have a specific intent in mind when scheduling your non-conference games? And, and if so, what is that going to be? Yeah, definitely have to, you know, scheduling's hard. You know, it's, uh, it takes two to tango kind of thing. So you can't just decide this is the schedule we're going to play. Everybody else has to agree to it also. Um, financially, we try to bring in some guarantee money to help the department as well. So we'll look at playing some uh, competitive games around the country that we can bring in some resources to help the program and the department out. Um, we want to play, you know, as good of teams as we can and try to see how well we can compete. Um, certainly want to try to raise the ro- uh, profile of the program and the university. So uh, any time that we have an opportunity to play um, games for major conferences, I think it helps with that and helps us kind of spread the message of what Maine's all about. So um, it's things that I've had success with doing on the women's side and look forward to doing again on the, on the men's side. And, Coach, who are some coaches and people who have really had an effect on you Personally and professionally, to help you get to the point you are today, leading of uh, the main women now, now leading the main men now going forward here. Yeah, going back, um, one of my biggest mentors is Terry Holland, who was the coach of Virginia for a long time, and uh, also coached at, and was the AD at Davidson, uh, AD at Virginia and East Carolina. So um, he's somebody I got to know when I was a teenager, and have uh, maintained a relationship with him for a long time. So I'd say he's one of the strongest mentors I have, but there are many others. Um, you know, so I think about uh, a lot of people that I've, I've learned things from over the years. I, when I was in college, I went around and I'd worked basketball camps. Uh, it's not something that people do as much anymore, but I, I spent my entire summers, you know, driving from one camp to another. And it's amazing how many relationships, uh, you know, you develop over time. And um, so Tom Perrin, for example, is somebody who I got to know at University of Virginia, was an assistant coach then, and is now a um, sports psychologist, a Ph.D., that uh, works with some of the national teams, NBA teams, works with both men's and women's soccer teams for USA. And, um, you know, he's somebody who's had a big influence on me and somebody that I can go to as a mentor as well. Um, You know, I really got... A, a tree being at Princeton to kind of get tapped into that family tree. Uh, I got to spend time with Pete Carrill, John Thompson, um, you know, Joe Scott, guys that I really learned a lot about the game from. So Gary Walters was the AD there as well. So a lot of really good basketball times. Coach, one thing that dawned on me as we've been talking here is that you, you, you're shifting over from one side to the other. So you're, you're going and you're leaving a vacancy uh, that's been filled on the women's side. Is that any yeah. – what's the, the dynamic there? I mean, you have – typically when you come into a new job, the old coach is gone. Well, you're still there in some right. capacity because yeah. you're on campus. Is that yeah. like a, a, a strange thing or is it something that – and I believe the, the new Not coach for the, the women's team is Amy – is it Vachon? Amy Vachon, yeah. And Amy was my assistant and um, moved up to associate head coach during her time with me. She played at Maine, and she was one of the uh, first people I hired, the person who had been with me the longest and – um, have a great relationship with Amy. Really happy for her. She's done a tremendous job. Um, when I got sick and stepped down, she took over, and um, she just, you know, coached like a rock star, and has, you know, continued to do a great job. And so, I was very happy to, you know, kind of leave the program in her hands, and was really kind of thinking about, um, you know, what what the transition would be for me, where I would go on to coach next, because I didn't want to. Uh, 
you know, come back and, and kick her out of the job that she had done so well. And they went to the NCAAs this year and won the conference tournament. So uh, tremendous job by her. And I think, you know, having said that, uh, that's, you know, kind of circles back to your first question. What does it mean to me to, you know, have this opportunity? It just means that I, I really appreciate the fact that people thought enough of me that they wanted me to stick around and, and uh, you know, try to turn around the men's program. I hear that, Coach. Well, I think you're going to do a great job up there in Maine. Now, I have an Uncle Dave, who John and I are scared of, who lives in Peabody, Massachusetts. <laughs> so <laughs> he's a New England guy through and through, so I definitely have some ties up there. Definitely be looking forward to your guys' team. And, Coach, I ask you about Maine because, you know, What's I'm a Florida guy, Coach. I'm a hot weather dude. So am I. Hey, I was I was born and raised in Florida and then uh How are you uh, doing up there, Coach? How are you doing with it, man? Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. I don't know. I, I I go down to Orlando and have a hard time now because you know it's it's muggy. Uh, I don't I don't know how to deal with the, the humidity that I'm not used to anymore. But you know, uh, my family's from the southeast, and you know what? They're good people everywhere you go. I, I think uh, Maine's Maine's got a southern feel to it in a lot of ways. The, the big difference is when we get a you know a couple feet of snow. Um, it yeah, doesn't feel like no, the I don't south agree, coach. But yeah, coach, but uh, you know. JR doesn't even leave the house when it's it's like uh, below forty. He's he call he's, he calls him sick that day. That's not that's not his. Problem. Yeah, well, I, listen. That the biggest thing is our crawdads. We measure in pounds, you know. Um, so that's when we have a crawdad boil. It's a it, it's a lobster boil up here. So, but that's about the, you know that's about the biggest difference. I hear that. Well, Coach Barron, look forward to talking to you again down the road. We enjoyed our conversation with you today, Coach. We love to do it with you in the fall before things get kicked off with you. See how the guys have some, how your trip was overseas, Coach Costa Rica, and see how you, how, you, how everything going with the fall practice for you, Coach. But thank you again for your time today. We well, really, really, really love it, man. Hey, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. 
Yeah, yeah, it's your man JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis.